welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, I want to say welcome to our church. This is our vision message weekend and uh, all the campuses, you don't have to adjust your screen. Uh, this is new. I'm just going to address it right away. I've already told uh, the Apple Valley campus, you know, it's the first time I've had a beard in 30 years of marriage, okay? And uh, people have asked me, how long will the beard grow? And I said, as long as Becca likes it, right? And they said, how long will it stay? And I said, as long as Becca likes it. So if Becca likes it, it's staying. It might be midlife crisis, but I will say this. Uh, there's like a beard club out there. I didn't know that. Like guys with beards are like, yeah, yeah. And they're, and they're cheering me on. I, I went and bought a chainsaw. I'm feeling good. I'm in, you know, so anyways. Uh, thank you for all the encouragement. Uh, keep encouraging Becca. All right. So I just had to address that. And uh, second thing I just want to address before we jump into the vision, and really it's a, a recap of what God did last year, uh, looking forward to what he wants to do in us this year, and then saying, you know, Lord, here we are, use us, use us. We want to be used for your glory and for your honor. I just want to say uh, thank you for everyone that was praying and fasting on last Wednesday with our, our prayer and fasting day. Of course, we've been praying and we're part of, in part of a 21 days of prayer and fasting and uh, we picked one day. We said on Wednesday, we want to have everyone fasting. If you can, we want you to join us. And uh, I got to tell you, I was so encouraged by this. Everywhere we were going, we were just people were saying, we're in on this. We're doing this. We are believing for breakthrough. We are praying with you together. Uh, Becca said all the uh, ladies at her sisterhood table, every one of them was fasting that day. Uh, people were coming up and saying, thank you for calling us to this fast. And I believe that God uh, has, has aligned us. I believe there's strength there. I believe there's unity there. I know that some people said, I got breakthrough. I got my breakthrough. Others said, I didn't get a breakthrough. I was just grumpy all day, okay? <laughs> I get it. But here's what you were. Whether you got your breakthrough or you were grumpy, okay? You were obedient. You were obedient. And I believe that there was something aligning in that obedience where we were all in this together saying, God, we desire to have a breakthrough. We desire to say to those things that think they have squatters rights that we're fighting at another level this year. We're fighting at another level and we're gonna ask those things to be gone in the name of Jesus. We're gonna step through, we're gonna get breakthrough. And uh, I just felt like it was just a unifying thing. Now, we're still praying. I wanna let you know, we're right in the midst of this. And uh, Eswatini Campus is our prayer for uh, Sunday and we're praying together as a church for our campus in, uh, well, the, it used to be called Swazi. The, the king renamed it, all right, Eswatini. So that's the new name. That's where our campus is. Uh, and so some of you thought, he doesn't know how to say Swazi, all right? It's a new name, all right? And he just renamed it. 
And so we're praying for that as a campus on Sunday, and we're just uh, uniting that. So each day be praying. If you would like to fast more meals, please, by all means, maybe say I want to fast lunch every other day or, or pick next Wednesday, and you want to do that. I'm just encouraging you to do whatever the Lord speaks to you. But I called that one day, and now whatever the Lord speaks to you, let's continue to pray. Let's look forward to that, our, our worship nights at our, our various campuses, and let's ask God for a breakthrough. Matter of fact, I'd love to do that right now. Let's do it again. Let's pray as a church, and let's ask for a breakthrough again. So Lord, we have uh, fasted. We are praying. We are seeking you in a greater way, and we're praying for greater unity in Jesus' name over our church. We're praying for breakthroughs and victory and alignment and, and just things that are way beyond even what we've been planning or thinking. And so God, again, bring us together. You did that, one church in multiple locations. And as we pray for each thing each day, I just pray that it's gonna it just, something's gonna move forward in us and in our church and in our family. And we just are expecting more. So God, uh, help us to take advantage of the days that remain in this time. There's still a whole bunch of time. And so God, I pray there'd be an intensity and a desire for more. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want more. Go ahead, turn to your, say, I want more. Turn to the other neighbor that you didn't pick and say, you should want more, all right? The other one, all right? All right, we're looking back and we're going to look forward and uh, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get all this in. And every year we do this, I feel like it, I, I just have to speed through it. It'll probably be the same. But in 2018, we had a year that we called Step Into the Yes. And I want to say it was a great year. We did not hit every goal that we set, but we made great progress. And I, I love that we set goals and went after things. And I'll share a few highlights with you. We had over 4,010 people that said yes to Jesus and said, I want to say yes to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And there's a renewed emphasis to give a response opportunity even more. Uh, every week at many of our campuses now, giving an opportunity. Uh, one of our missionaries said to us, it, it blew my mind. He said that your worship at River Valley is amazing, but the worship in heaven is better. And he said, there's one thing that happens at River Valley that can't happen in heaven, and that's people getting saved. And the angels are looking in and celebrating when people get saved at your church. And it just hit me. As much as we love worship, I love now even greater when people say yes to Jesus. And I'm just praying we'll increase our level of giving responses and opportunities for people to say yes to Jesus. But we celebrate over 4,000 people. We, we had 1,256 people that went through our next class, and that's significant to me. Those are people that said, hey, I am part of this. I want to be part of this church. I want to know what's next for me. If you've not done it, I will encourage you to do this. This is something about saying, I want to be in the life of this church. I believe you'll discover your purpose. I really believe that. I believe you'll find your place in this church. Like, why did God bring you here? I believe you'll see the plan for your life by being a part of Next. And I believe you'll, you'll be introduced to a whole bunch of people that could become your, your best friends in life, that could help you grow in your walk. So if you've not done that, get into Next because we don't want you to be part of a church and just be alone. We want you to be in the life of it. We had 876 people go to the Holy Spirit retreat that learned about the power of the Holy Spirit that's available to them, the gifts of the Spirit, how to flow in those things and to be empowered. And again, if you've not done that, I want you to pay attention this year to be a part of the Holy Spirit retreat. 
We had 507 people that were water baptized and in front of their friends and family and our congregation where where they went down in the water and they said, hey, uh, this is a, a public declaration of what God has done in my life. And they were saying, I used to live for myself, but I went down in the water. This is a symbolism of saying, I used to live for myself, but I'm no longer living for me. I'm living for Jesus. And they did, again, if you've not done that, I'm encouraging you to step up. But we celebrate 507 people that did that. We had 4,229 people that were on life teams that said, I will serve around the church. I will serve. I'll find my spot. I'll do something and I'll be a part of that. I thank God for that. We had 6,285 people that were part of life groups and said, hey, I want to be in a community. I want, to, I want to either teach, lead, be a part of it, learn, be proactive, be intentional with a hobby. We had those people. And I want to let you know that our, our kingdom builders, I want to let you know the total. I'm going to give you the total in just a minute. At our miracle offering reveal, our kingdom builders total stood at 4,605,000. So as we, we had the miracle offering and we said, all right, our total is 4,605,000. And I want to let you know that our new total as of today, our final final is 5,614,111. For kingdom builders. I gotta say this, it's practically a miracle. When you think about, we added $1,008,000 in 30 days, in 30 days. So to me, that was just an incredible miracle to see what God did uh, and so much good was done around the world. I mean, we helped uh, orphans in Swaziland and Russia and poor families that have been ravished by hurricanes and other tragedies. We started a thousand churches in India. And when you think about it, I just, I, I Googled it. I said, how long would it even count, take to count to 1,000? It would take you 10 minutes and don't do it while I'm preaching. Don't be distracted. But it would take you 10 minutes to even count to 1,000. We can't even fathom that 1,000 churches were started in India because of kingdom builders. We had young ladies who were set free out of human trafficking. We started churches all around the world in various countries. I'm telling you, so much good was done. Good was done. Thank you, kingdom builders. Thank you for every gift that was a sacrificial gift or came from your abundance. I just believe God did an amazing thing. I'll let you know this. We continue to grow as a church and kept adding people to the church. And the church is almost on a weekend and almost 10,000, just under 9,000, between 9,300, 9,700. It just keeps uh, fluctuating in there. I will let you know that on Christmas Eve, just on the Christmas Eve services, we had 13,500 people worshiping with us on the Christmas Eves. And it's amazing. Christmas carols and candles will bring them out in droves, you know, so... I love that. Praise God. But that gives you an idea of where the church is. I want to let you know uh, that we celebrate that we started our St. Paul campus. I believe we have some video of that. We started our St. Paul campus. That was funded with Kingdom Builders. We've had over 150 people say yes to Jesus at the St. Paul campus. And we celebrate that. We're just getting started. Uh, Davy and Nicole Collins, our, our campus pastors there and their team, they are ready for more. It's right in the heart of our capital city. And they're saying, God, use us. Use us to reach more people. Uh, they are having people come right off the street. And everything. I praise God for that. And I also want to celebrate, we are so close to moving into our Crosstown building. I mean, we are so close. We have experienced so many delays with that thing. And I'm like, get in there. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And my heart is sick. I want to get in that building. I want to get in there. I know everyone at the Crosstown campus is like, we need to get in there. It's coming in a few short weeks. 
In a few short weeks, it will be filled with men, women, and children that can find the love of Jesus. That's what's happening. I want you, I want you to know that it's going to allow us to have over double the amount of people that our current location is at. We were just renting a location, and, and it was not in the best spot. And I used to say, if you can find us, you can worship with us, you know. It was kind of <laughs> hidden back in there. Now we're right on Crosstown. You could see the cross right on Crosstown. And, and just occasionally I'll pray for a traffic jam on Crosstown so people will see the cross, but not every day, all right. Especially when I'm not on it, all right. So, oh uh, man, it's right there. It's right there. We were meeting some of the business owners around there. They're like, we see the sign. We can't wait for you to open. I'm telling you, it's an amazing thing. It's gonna allow us again to seat over 1,100 people. And I just wanna announce this. There'll be an open house on February 2nd. If you wanna go see it on February 2nd from noon to four, open house to go see the building. Some of you say, I wanna be there for the first services. If that's not your campus, don't flood in there. We need the space there. We need them to be able to invite their friends and we need God to bring them. So don't just go, oh, we all want to go see it when it opens. You, you, you have to be trickling in. Wait till summer, all right? Go to the open house or trickle in. Um, this is an exciting thing to see this, what, what God is doing, things to celebrate that happen. And some very exciting things to celebrate in the area of missions from last year. Um, our goal is to send out 500 missionaries, okay, 500 missionaries. It was a goal that was set when we were uh, praying at, at the grave of William Borden. We were there. William Borden was a, a famous missionary that just had a very short missionary lifetime, but he, he just was monumental, and he's buried in Cairo, Egypt. We were just praying, God, help us to have a heart for missions, and Omar Byler, a missionary, gave a, a prophetic word and said, I believe River Valley is supposed to send out 500 missionaries. At that day, it was just a God thing. And I, I remember looking at him saying, is that, a, is that a good idea or a God idea? And he said, it's a God idea. And so we've grabbed that as a church. We've said, we want to send out 500 missionaries. People ask me all the time, um, where are you at? Where are you at as far as our missionaries and, and where are we at in the, in the number of 500? Well, I want to introduce to you missionary 100 today. And I don't want to stop there. I want to introduce missionary 101, 102, and 103. Come on, welcome with me some missionaries. Tell Super exciting. Super exciting. This is so good. All right, you got it. I just noticed the guys all have beards. I could be a missionary. <laughs> all right. Introduce yourself. And if you can say where you're going, save the location. But if you can't, because of sensitivity, give us a region or as close as you can say. All right. And then pass it on down. Sure. Uh, I'm Graham Rowe. I am going to the Crosstown campus and uh, I'm going to the Arab world. Praise God. That's awesome. My name is Jennifer Swenson and I was at the Minneapolis campus and then recently went to Shakopee because I moved and I'm joining a Live Dead team in East Africa. Wow, praise God. Hi, I'm Ken Hetland and this is my lovely wife, Ashley. We go to the Crosstown campus and we're going to Asia Pacific. Wow. Praise God. I, you got the mic. I'm going to ask you this. Did you, yep. did you ever in your wildest dreams, I don't know, like think we're going to be missionaries mm -hmm. or was this something when you got in the church, God just placed the call? I knew since I was five. You knew since you were five? <laughs> yeah. So it's been pretty amazing. And then to land a man who has the same heart. So pretty cool. <laughs> did, did he know, did you know when you got married that yeah. she was called? All right. Praise God. Mm -hmm. I didn't want that to be a secret or anything. 
All right. Pass the mic on down right here. So did you know that you were called? How did that happen? Um, I didn't know, and I actually was sharing with them earlier that I remember when you guys played the video talking yes. about the uh, vision to have 500, and I thought, that's so cool. And I had no idea that I was going to be one of them. So. 101, right? Yes, 101. 101. All right. Praise God. How about you? No, yeah, I, uh, I was actually in the youth group, and um, I went on the Kingdom Builders trip to Moldova. And after that trip, I was like, man, like, I think this is, like, what God is calling me to. And, like, after praying and thinking about it, I was like, okay, like, this is what I'm doing. So, Wow. So was that a Kingdom Builders trip to Moldova? Was that yes. The, wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. All right, do you see that? I, I just feel this. I believe some of our 500 right now are in our kids' church, in our youth group. They're not, there are people in our 500 that don't even know Jesus yet. That's an amazing thing. Come on, let's celebrate. Praise God. Thank you so much for being here. Praise God. Thank you. We are praying for our 500 people that will give a minimum of a year and maybe a lifetime and say, God, here I am, send me. And right now we have 256 people in our missionary action pipeline. We call it MAP. If you are thinking maybe I'm a missionary, okay, just maybe, all right, 256, think about that, in the pipeline right now that are saying we might be, okay, and we want to be part of this uh, discipleship journey and say, God, if we're one of them, we want to be positioned so you can send us. Praise God for that. Go to the Global Project uh, page on our website, rivervalley.org, and, and, and click on that, follow it, and we'll get you in that pipeline. Praise God for this. It's a joy to send our best. I see him standing up here, and I'm like, wow. We are sending our best. That is a, that's a, a, just an amazing thing. And I'll get to that in just a moment. Um, there's more to celebrate. Praise God. Um, we, we made our budget as a church on March 2nd and the 3rd. We'll have a, a, our, our budget will be released to the church. We make sure that everybody gets that. We released a million lifetimes, that CD. It's gone around the world. I was, I, I was yeah, it's been incredible, the songs and the worship. I was in, I was in um, uh, Australia, and they were singing our songs, and, and, and I thought they did it because I was the special guest. And they said, no, when we were traveling, we were in Hawaii, and we heard this really good song, and so we brought it back to our church in Australia. It's just going all around the world. Praise God for this. It's been an in incredible year, and progress was made as we stepped into the yes. And now, um, as we look forward into this next year, I don't want to turn this into a time of data, um, but I just want to hit two things. I, I want to do it a little different this year. Um, I, I don't want to go into data and say this, 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 this. I'm going to give you an overarching thought and then just two things though. Um, Kingdom Builders, I really believe that uh, God wants us to go over 6 million again. Remember, year before we were over 6 million and we had a building program with our Crosstown campus that spiked the giving, rightfully so, and then we went 5.6 we didn't have a, that massive building program, but I believe God said, go over 6 million again. Over, let's go back over 6 million. And so where it goes beyond there, I, I have no idea. I just know that it's, let's go over 6 million. So if you want to know what we're praying about, we're praying to go over 6 million this year for Kingdom Builders. The other number that I want to point out is I, I would like to see our water baptisms double. I would like to see that. I want over 1,000 people water baptized. Matter of fact, I, I would love it if we had 4,000 people say yes to Jesus and 4,000 people get water baptized. I really would. I really would. 
There's something that happens when you say yes publicly and you say, this is a public affirmation of the faith that's in me. I want my friends, my family, my coworkers to know that I have decided to follow Jesus. So at the very least, I want it to double in water baptism. So if that makes the campus pastor sweat right now, so be it. All right, figure it out. Water baptisms every other Sunday, I don't know, but we're gonna do this, I want to do it. And then the overarching thing that I want us to focus on is getting healthier. Now, not that we're health, unhealthy, that we're sick. I want us to focus on being healthier, all right? Rick Warren said this, healthy things grow. I believe that. Kids grow when they're healthy. You feed them and they're healthy. How many know they grow? They just keep growing. You don't say, we really want you to grow. We've got a growth plan for you, right? How many know you feed them and they're healthy and they grow? And I believe the same thing happens with churches. In Acts chapter two, there's five facets of health. I'll be preaching this later on in this year, but it talks about that they fellowship, that they edified each other, each other. they worshiped God, they ministered one to another, and they evangelized. When they did those five things, the church was healthy. And in Acts chapter two, verse 47, it says, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So a lot of the numbers that I have in my mind, a lot of the numbers that I'm going to release to our pastors and our leaders and say, these are the things I want you to be praying for. They're going to happen as we focus on being healthy, as we focus on being stronger. And I believe this, that God has placed a unique calling on our heart. And I want to unpack this again in another sermon up ahead, maybe rather soon. But I believe God has called us to go beyond being a local church. We are a local church, but I believe God has called us to go beyond being a local church with multi-site. He said, I, I feel he said to me, there's a unique calling on our church to be a global church, a global church. I didn't ask for this. I didn't sign up for this. I wanted to have a local church. I never had a vision for multi-site. I didn't have that. And, and when the church kept growing and then multi-site came along, I argued with God, like, I don't even want to do this. This is Minnesota. Multi-site won't work. And God's like, you're going multi-site. And I was arguing with God, which is really stupid. How many know? <laughs> and then now I look at it and I feel like God has just said, there's a global calling here and there's, there's local church um, impact and there's global church influence and there's a balance that's going on. And I believe God is calling us to step into that global impact. We've been doing it, but I feel that I've just been given this download from the Lord that there are unique areas that are part of our church that he's saying, you have an obligation to strengthen the body. You have an obligation to strengthen the capital C church, not just the small C local church. Whenever you're talking about River Valley Church or a local church, it's actually a, a local church that would be a small C. Whenever you're talking about the church around the world, it's the capital C. It's, it's God's church in its entirety, capital C. And he's like, your little C church has an obligation not to just be local, but to be global, to be global and local. I guess you could say we're called to be global, all right? And that is a term. Oxford Dictionary says, reflecting or characterized by both local and global considerations. I believe that. God wants us to be characterized by local and global considerations. And there's things that he's asking us to send out into the whole world. I really believe that. I believe that he's asking us, he's saying that we need to send River Valley worship around the world. We see it already. It should be obvious. It's kind of like when sometimes when people say like, 
we're, we're asking you to step into leadership and people say like, you think I'm a leader? It's not like we randomly picked you to be a leader. You were already showing signs of leadership and faithfulness. And we weren't prophetically saying like, we hope you're a leader. We're like, we see this in you. And we are asking you to step into that, which you were already functioning in. I really believe God's asking us to step into this in a global way even more. And he's saying, River Valley Worship, continue to go around the world. Our kingdom builders going around the world. And it's just, I want to tell you, it's just permeating. I, I, I talked to church after church after church. They said, we've never raised more money for missions. We've never done more for missions. We've never, we've never done more. Matter of fact, even in our own state, in Southern Minnesota, our Faribault campus is involved in, in a section with all these other churches. And uh, Pastor Mark said to me, he said like five other churches were doing kingdom builders now because we taught them how to do it. And they all were worried that maybe their giving would go down and instead their giving went up and their board got excited and their giving went up and they're like, we wanna do more for missions. That's a global responsibility. And I believe God is calling us to, so River Valley Worship, our kingdom builders, our global project. I'm gonna know when you're sending 500 missionaries out there and you have the missionary action pipeline and we're starting to coach other churches and then we're saying, come on, let's be about the great commission. Let's not just be so inward focused, but let's be outward focused. That's what we wanna do. And then um, lastly, our next generation ministry with our youth and our kids. I don't know all the details to it, but I know that Pastor Terry Parkman, he came up to me and he said, he's over all of our youth groups. He said, I want to change the way we do youth ministry and we may shrink, but we'll disciple people better. I think it's the right thing. I said, let's do this. He said, you're willing to shrink if we do the right thing. I said, I'm willing to shrink if we do the right thing. We want to do this. He switched it over and all the youth groups at all of our locations changed and it didn't shrink. It actually started to grow. It actually took off. It actually has caught the eyes of other churches and the largest church in the United States right now, that's over 100,000 people has called us up and say, can we learn what you're doing there? Because we're seeing the fruit of the youth. We wanna do that. That's another thing that God is asking us to take to the world. And so I believe that God's saying, do this, but he's saying, focus on being stronger. And with just the few short minutes that I have, I wanna unpack this for just a moment. I feel like I have three or four sermons that will be throughout the year that will have to help us. But the word that, it's not just like, okay, the theme is get healthier. No, the theme is to be strengthened. That's the word, strengthened. In Acts 16, five, the Bible talks about they were strengthened in the faith and the church grew daily. And when I read that, God said, that's your word. That's your word for the healthiness of this church. That's your word for this year. It's they will be strengthened in the faith and the church will grow daily. See, I love being stronger, but I don't want to be stronger just to sit around. I want to be stronger so I can make a greater kingdom impact. And when I look at the word stronger and I started unboxing this and looking at this, I see things and, and I'll, I'll share more about the Apostle Paul. See, the Apostle Paul was always about go, reach more people, go, go, go. He was about get there, do more, let's reach more people. But several different times, Paul comes back and he says, we need to strengthen the church again. We've been going, but we got to strengthen the church again. And there's one time he's like, I think we should go back and see how they're doing. And in Acts 14, 15, 16, it's all about going back to those local churches and strengthening them some more and getting them stronger. Not so they can just sit around and go, I got big old muscles, yeah, I got big old muscles, you know. That wasn't it. 
It was, we're strong so we could do more for God's glory. We're stronger. And, and in, in Romans 8, now don't start the keyboards if you're not our side. Don't start, don't, I'm not done yet. We might go over, all right? Don't do it. All right, all right. In Romans chapter 1, I'm going to do this as fast as I can. This would be another whole sermon. I'll, I'll, I'll have to unload it later. In Romans 1, in Romans 1, Paul says this. He says, first, I thank God, my God, through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. He's like, man, there's great things going on. Great things going on. You are strong. You're healthy. You're good. But then in verse 11, he says, I long to see you so I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. He's like, you're already good. Man, they're, they're copying this and there's great things. He goes, but I want to give you more so you can be strong. And then he says in verse 12, he, he says, that is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. He's like, I want you to be strong because I'm going out and you're encouraged by the things I'm doing. But when I come back, I want to see you stronger so I can be encouraged as well. Whenever we send a missionary out and they come back to our local church and see how strong you are, they get fired up to do more for God. It's a mutual thing. You need to be stronger for the missionaries, for God's glory, for what he wants to do. And I would liken it to this. We are like an athlete that just played our, our rookie year. And the coach says, you know what? If you could bulk up and add a little more muscle, get a little more speed, you could be all pro. You could be all world. I want you to gather this. God's saying be strengthened, get stronger to add more muscle, to add more speed, to do more for my glory, says the Lord. That's what I really believe. And it's going on and it's just this strengthening back and forth. And it's an amazing thing. At the end of Romans, and I'll land with this. The Apostle Paul in Romans 15, 24, he's, he's, he says this, he's like, come on, get stronger. I'm trying to get to Spain. I'm trying to get to Spain, okay? So after he's telling him to be strong and he's giving him all these things and grow and keep doing this, he said, I'm trying to get to Spain. You know what Paul was understanding? Spain was the hot spot of the day. Spain was the country where the movers and shakers were. And Paul's like, we got to get strong. We got to get stronger. We're going into Spain. And Spain requires a strong church to be sending us into there and to get in there. I believe God wants us to go to greater places. I believe God wants us to go and start more campuses. I believe God wants us to go into other countries and send missionaries and do this. And it's on our heart. We've got to get stronger to go to places where other places may say, we can't go there. It would take a stronger church than us to go there. I believe God's calling us to be strengthened so we can get to those places to do more for the glory of God. Strengthened in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now that we would be strengthened in Jesus' name. Our best days are ahead of us. We celebrate what you've done. We celebrate where we are today. And we commit today to be strengthened. We're not saying we're unhealthy, but we're healthy and we're strong. And this year, we're going to bulk up. We're going to increase our speed. We're going to increase our stamina. I have this picture in my mind, God, of, of athletes running wind sprints running wind sprints, wondering when it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off in game time. There's going to be a time the discipline done in secret will pay off on those moments, Lord. And I believe that. I pray that we'd be doing the right things in secret. We'd be doing the right things day in, day out, and we wouldn't even notice our strength has increased so much. But God, we're doing it for your glory and for your honor. Strengthen in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen.